Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Good everybody, it's your boy Flaw 700, posted up on the 700 block. I brought some family with me this week. You might remember them from the Podcast Brothers episode, Why Did I Get Married? I got Mr. and Mrs. Stewart in the building with me, we're on the block. Dr. Leon and uh, soon to be Dr. Miss Kendra. Yes. Did I get it? I got it right this time, you right? got it right this time. You got it See, right. I was, I was making sure you going to... Get it right. I was. Crossing my fingers under the table. <laughs> I definitely was practicing. Okay, I see you. And I still stand by the fact that I messed it up on purpose for shock value. Oh, okay. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. Right. Now, before we get into this week's episode, I just want to um, touch on some things from last week. Um, the Dope and Nope came from Sayer. He's one-third of the Officially Street Podcast, along with Cherry Poppins and J. Omega. And the results are in. 72% chose that that track was dope. So, shout out to uh, Sayer from the TOS podcast. Bravo to that, man. Hmm? Bravo to that, man. Yeah. 72%. That's good. Yeah. Um, once again, to vote for these um, dope and opes, after you listen to the episode, hit the um, hashtag 700BlockPod. This week, I got the homie D.E. He's half of the Danny and Cleo podcast. And he's here to drop a um, track for the Dope and Nope. He's a musician. He's a dad. He's a husband. He's an artist. He's a director. And like I said, he's half of the podcast, the Danny and Cleo Show. The name of the song is called Only You. To vote for this track, whether it's Dope and Nope, 700 Block Pod. Don't forget the hashtag. And uh, I'll read the results next week. Oh, yeah. And don't forget, I'm on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe and leave that review. That is the most important part. Now, the stores, let's get into what we came here for. Last time we left off, like I said, it was the Podcast Brothers um, podcast. And um, we left some things out that we wanted to discuss. And we wanted to talk about infidelity. Right. So let's get into it. I, how do we... Jump right into it. <laughs> let's huh? jump right into it. That's okay. that's what we're here for. Okay. So who wants to, is a, yeah. It's a big topic. It definitely is. It's a huge topic. Apparently it comes up and it seems like almost every... Uh, Marriage issue, uh, any type of marriage is ending, you know, you can almost guarantee that infidelity is either part of it or it was, uh, you know, something somebody wanted to do it mm-hmm. or it's, you know, far back as the Bible, it's all, it's, it's pervasive in our culture. Infidelity is, it's, uh, it's pretty much the measuring stick of all relationships that seems to come up nowadays and seems you know our relationship wasn't immune to it at all but Not as you can all. see we're still going strong so it didn't kill it so it, and this happened before the marriage no this no it actually happened, happened yeah. shortly after shortly i would after. say within the first year or maybe around uh, that time maybe after the right first year, year. Right, right before the second anniversary yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah that's when it happened 
Okay. Um. Yeah. I, I actually thought because I was guessing it happened before the marriage. Y'all patched it up. Said, you know what? Let's do this. Let's get married. So how does like? No, he wasn't that crazy. <laughs> okay. So let me ask this question before we get into to, to y'all. Had it happened before the marriage, there would be no marriage. You think? Um. No. Well, it, was it the vows that kept y'all together? It wasn't necessarily if it had happened before the marriage when um, the timing of it was independent of the marriage. Right. Um, the I guess the best way to, to talk about to kind of just illustrate what happened would, would be to talk about how it just came about. Yeah. yeah um, so our infidelity happened, I would say, right before our second um, year anniversary. And during that time, Roderick and I were um, apart physically because of school. He was in Jersey. I was outside the country for school. Um, and that has been going at that point. I was in my second year of school. So we had a couple semesters. Um, in which we were physically apart. So that's something that we kind of were used to, but it's, it was still difficult, even from the beginning, being um, physically apart. Um, but none of us at that point didn't cheat. You know, we were very open and candid with each other, but things happen, um, I would say, a year after um, we were apart physically while I was away at school. And, you know, t- to be honest, I was the first one to, to cheat. Mm. I wasn't proud of it. Um, something happened, and I felt guilty, and I was honest with him. Yeah, wow. So the um, what was that? The Google Plus, the um, <laughs> the Google Plus movie days wasn't working for you. <laughs> I mean, it was it was tough. I mean, you know, we skyped a lot, Google Plus. We talked on the phone. We communicated very often, but I think something was still missing, having that physical touch, being there, and really, I feel that. Getting too close to people can lead to infidelity. No matter if you're near your partner 24-7 or you're away from your partner, it can happen. And I think that's what played uh, a factor in what happened with me. I got too close to somebody, and one thing led to another. And I felt horrible about it and told him what happened. Mm, so, so... He didn't. He would. He wouldn't know. He would have known no. had, had, I, had I had ah. I said anything. It was a I mean, podcast uh, that I was listening to, um, Ego and Opinions, I believe. And the question was asked of the man: If you cheated on your wife, would you tell her? And he said he's taking it to his grave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's taking it to his grave. You was like, you know, let me call I this man. I could have taken it to my grave. He would have never found out. But I really felt guilty. It was just something building up in me and I, I knew it wasn't right and I knew that I had to tell him to be honest with him and to really to be honest with myself mm. and do I regret telling him no at the moment after I told him and, and getting the response that I did I'm like well maybe I should have just kept it to myself <laughs> for the sake of our relationship because <laughs> he didn't he, I won't I mean, tell you nothing else right I was like well the last, last time, time I'm honest with last you <laughs> um, so yeah I mean how'd you feel when I told you I mean to be honest um it wasn't like I didn't suspect. Like it wasn't like I, I didn't I was know ask something that was going on. Like I knew something was going on because it was like there were, there was warning signs beforehand, and the warning signs only came clear like once she told me. And like I felt stupid like after she told me what what uh, had happened, and I knew I was like, man, I saw this sign like right. at this time leading right. up, and I was like, really? That's what happened? Like that? This was that what happened at that point? And like you know, without going into too much detail, because um, it's like the person was being cheated on. When you're the when you're the person doing the cheating, you inadvertently switch up your behavior. You switch up certain things you do and say mm-hmm. in order to what you feel protect that uh, person from finding out. But you're really just exposing yourself right. because we're all creatures of habit. And when you're with somebody for a very long time, 
subtle changes in your demeanor, they really, that, that's your tell. Like, if you're playing poker, that's your tell. Okay. So she had tells. Like, you know, she would, uh, like, I remember um, it was one, like, one of the first thing that clued me in was she talked about this guy more than she talked about anybody else that she mm. knew on the island. <laughs> And she offered information that I didn't ask her for. Mm. And I'm just like, at, the, at first I was just like, okay, thanks. But I didn't ask you for that information. Mm. But then I was just like, oh, that's why you offered me too much information. But when I was person. telling you all that information, nothing was happening at that point. It was, I know. It was being it was, created. That was the I guess seed. it was being yeah. created. That was the seed. Yeah, that was the seed. And I was just like, okay, now it's clear to me. Because it was like she made it a point to let me know she wasn't attracted to this dude at all. And I was like, I didn't need to know and you were attracted to that dude. So many got was, special powers little, too. Absolutely, yeah. we got <clears throat> tentacles too. We our our spider senses be working. Women yeah. think they got it all. We know how to smell. You guys dead. have spider senses. I mean, ours is obviously more potent. Oh uh, well, I don't we, think it's more potent. Is uh, women women have this sense and then they go and they act on it. Men have a sense, but we don't let anybody on to the fact that we know right. things are going on. And we got to okay. think about it more. We and we let people right, on. I can, I can agree we'll be like, hmm, let me let me look more into this. Women be like, oh, I see something. Let me go jump on it. Right. Like, yeah, we was, we was listening to another podcast in the car. Uh, it was DJ Envy and yeah, his wife his talking wife. about their infidelity. And his wife was talking about how she saw one line on a blog, and then that was her whole jump off to find out that he was cheating. Like, a woman will, will take, like, very little information and say, yeah, he's cheating, I'm going to do that. Men, like, we try to pull in inf- as much information as we yeah. can just to make sure. Damn. We want to make sure we got right. the pictures, we got the text messages, we got everything. We're going to show up at the house, see, catch y'all in the act, and, like, that's all of our proof right there. Like, we want to make sure all the proof is there so that we don't mess up. And, like, because we don't, because if we if we can find out that we're the ones that are bugging, we have to pay for that later. Right. So we want to make sure we're absolutely right. Well, women, they'll just jump on you. They don't, like, they have the, the poker face. They'll just say, I know what's going on. They don't know anything that's going on. Right. But we just want you guys to, to cry. It, yeah. <laughs> but we until we break down. Right. Because before you said that, Leon, I was really on my, like, in my head, not saying this has ever happened because it happened, but I'm on a stance where if anybody was to ever come to me and say, hey, I, I seen or heard, I need proof. Right. I'm never moving off, hey, I, yeah, girl, no, mm-hmm. I need proof. Because before I go in, I need to know this is real. Yeah. Yeah. Trust you know but verify. And another verify. thing I hate is when people be like, hey, don't tell nobody I told you. No, I got to tell somebody <laughs> right. that you told me. Especially something of that yeah. context. Like. I have to. Don't yeah. tell me nothing if I can't go back and tell because I need all the evidence I can get. Right. Because a bird told me. To make yeah. a case, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so when she told you, mm-hmm. it broke. did it break you? Did it, Man, did it hurt? It was it was a weird situation because, um, like, when she told me, it was a, a really weird time in my life because I was a fourth-year medical student. I was just starting my very last year, started sending out all my applications, getting ready to start my new career, and I was I was in that phase of my life where I was focused on getting my job. And then she calls me right before all this stuff starts, and she says, you know, this happened. And then, like, everything dropped. You know, it was like the, the floor fell out from under me, and in that moment, like, the whole culmination of our entire relationship caught up to me, like every single issue we had in our relationship to that point. And then I, I immediately started thinking about how this was going to affect the future, like my future, our future, her future. 
and I had to stop and like I couldn't feel anything mm. at the moment really like it was just more of a like a numb feeling it wasn't it was it was hurt but it was like for me I I always thought that I was like kind of an emotionless type of person. Yeah. I don't feel sadness the way other people feel sadness and stuff like that. I'm usually like a real mellow person all the time. You got that in common. Yeah. <laughs> I get yeah. excitable I sometimes. Until something but... actually hits you, you like, oh, yeah, it's like, what's this? Yeah, I don't know how to handle yeah, this. Yeah, I don't know how to, I'm supposed to do with time. this. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you okay? I, I think so. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe. whatever. We'll yeah. see. So, and then at the time, like she told she told me and she was like, you know, I just want to, um, you know, make this right and move forward. Like her whole thing was, let's move forward now. Like, I want to rush and move forward. The double stand. Or I'm just like, I, I need really, I need time to process, process, process. Well, the thing is, you really didn't show any emotion initially. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know what to show. Like I, these are all, all new emotions. So I didn't know me. I damaged him to the point right. um, where he responded that way until months later. Mm. Um, we did counseling briefly um, when I came home after things happened. I thought we were at a decent place, and then when I left uh, the state to go back to school, that's when things kind of started to change. Yeah, so like we did, we did our counseling, and you know this is something I recommend for everybody: uh, couples counseling, like before you get married, even during marriage, like Absolutely. even when you don't have big problems, like yeah. you don't want to wait until your marriage is about to end to start counseling. Because sometimes you need an impartial third party to bounce big issues off in your relationship. And like just because of the black community, period, we have a stigma against counseling and therapy or whatever. I just say, everybody, if you're in a relationship, have a counselor that you right. guys can go Even to. Even if it's like your pastor or someone that you can trust, someone of authority, I, I definitely In the black community, it. we have a thing with going, getting high and drunk and talking to our homies about it. Right. And your homies ain't qualified yeah, yeah. to really right. give now, you They just going to take your side. <laughs> yeah, they just going to take your side over Absolutely. a nice smoke break and a nice, you know, like, a yeah. clear, unbiased women, opinion. Women, too. Like, like, mm-hmm. like women like to go out have girls night and just talk about they man in a negative way and they on their side so it's not really therapeutic right, right. no you not at all because you need somebody that's able to sh- to put up a mirror to you yeah and not just reinforce your own bias and whatever it you're talking mm. about so you know it was it was a great thing that we went through uh with the counseling because it, it, it got me to actually identify some of the feelings but i still wasn't at that place where i could rationalize what happened because to me um, our whole relationship revolved around, like, mostly, at to that point, it was me sacrificing a lot because she was away at the islands. Like, uh, from the time we got together, there was a lot about me I had to change to kind of fit with her. And her whole thing was, I'm going to change eventually once all this hard work is done. Like, we're going to get to, to you know, becoming equal and melding more together when all this hard work is done. And then when she came back and was like, you know, I wasn't faithful to you, I kind of like made it seem like all the work I had put in was for not up to that point. That's how I took that's, it. That's, that's a man thing. Yeah. Not, yeah, not saying that this was you, but I think that when it comes to a man, the man has the stigma of, I'm leaving all my holes for you. Right. right? And that's not saying that's what you had. But it's kind of the same thing that when we do get played, we're like, I did all of this for you. Right. And right. it's like a whole avalanche. And we feel stupid that we sac- everything that we've done was for you. Right. And, you know, so I kind of like, once again, as a man, I right. agree with what uh, Leon is saying in that's, that standpoint. That, yeah, that's, that's, where, that's where I was. And I still couldn't rationalize. Because, like, like, she was very sorry. She was ready to move on. It wasn't like, you know, she was uh, just trying to move past and be like, yo, I did it, whatever, move on. But, you know, she was very sorry. She was couldn't understand why 
I said, yeah, I'm okay with moving on. I, I, I just said it to set it just so she could stop talking about it so yeah. I could, you know, continue to be in my headspace. But while she was gone, she went she went back to the island because she comes back like a month at a time. She went back to finish out her work on the island. And while she was gone, I actually went and I was went, went un, to be unfaithful myself with uh, somebody else that I had known through uh, different um, med school channels that I had uh, ran in. So without, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, I, I guess y'all are over that. Yo, yeah, we're over that. So I can ask, okay, okay. So the question for, for me to you is, were you just like, she did it, I'm going to do it? It, it was, it started out as uh, she did it, I'm going to do it. Even though you said you was good. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I was good in even the space. Said, that, yeah, you even, yeah, you know, I said yeah, it. Yeah, what I said, what I said, my 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 words and my actions were two different things. Mm-hmm. I said it, but I still felt like it's still kind of uneven. Like for me, like we talked last time about love languages and yeah. things like that. For me, my whole thing is reciprocation. Mm-hmm. If I don't feel like we're getting we're equal in a relationship, I feel like the relationship is completely south. Okay. So everything has to be equal in my mind. And to me, she had one up on me. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah. uh, for, for the rest of your life. Right. And yeah. I, wasn't surprised, I wasn't surprised that he felt that he needed to retaliate and also um, cheat as well. Just by his behavior after I came back, when I came, returned back to island, to school, I, you know, something changed in him. And I knew that something was brewing in him and something like this would have happened. So when it happened initially, I wasn't upset. Because I, I knew it was coming that, from yeah, a place of you knew hurt. It was coming. Okay. Right. Yeah. I kind of, I mean, I wouldn't say I suspected it or I, I anticipated him to cheat, but when it did happen, I wasn't shocked. Right. Now, if he did it first, would it have changed anything? Yes. Um, Not necessarily, because we've always had this sort of conversation like, what would be the deal breakers in our relationship? And okay. I told him initially, even before we got married, that infidelity wouldn't necessarily be a deal breaker depending on which context it happened in. The fact that we were apart, I can understand that something is missing and you feel like you need to cheat just to, to, to feel wanted. I understand that. But if we're living in the same household and then you're cheating and doing stuff when I'm right next to you, then that's, it's a, to me, it's different in a sense. I'm glad you said that because there are other podcasts that I listen to with women and sometimes they'll say cheating is the deal breaker, period. Right. And I always tell them it's always situational. Right. It's Absolutely. always situational. It's Absolutely. not just about oh, you was with another woman. I'm done with you. I don't. I don't think it's that simple. No. So I'm glad that you said that. From well, this a woman. is just from my perspective. Right. And I'm very different from a lot of women, right. just in my thinking and how relationships play out. Um, so for me, it wasn't necessarily a deal breaker, and we spoke about that initially. Yeah. And even that, like that notion, it's it, that notion feels like it's part of like how society is today, how polarized we are. It's like, it's black or white. It's yeah. either right. you're all the way good or you're all the way bad. Mm-hmm. And there's no shades of gray anywhere in our society. It's political, it's religious, it's like relationship stuff. It's like you either do this or you do that. And you know, part of like growing in a relationship is realizing that there's so much in the middle that you know, you guys can discover and find out what really is your boundary mm-hmm. in terms of what these problems are. So some of that is just experience and finding out that there's more than just this and that and you know a part of it is relaxing those heartfelt notions that you have but I took it worse like you know as a man of course we don't just get even we get over and I took it way out there and then you know I my 
cheating eventually turn into an affair in of itself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's when the relationship started to really go south was, you know, when I took it too far. Okay. What's too far? What's the fact that there was just somebody there now? It was a combination of things. So I talked about how there were issues in our relationship that were unresolved that she said, you know, I'll work on eventually. And I made it, I was at a point where I was at a crossroads in my life. So I was like, my, I'm about to start my career. A lot of my, my life is about to get more hectic, more busy. I want to have less time for everybody, myself, my relationship, you know, everybody um, in my life. And we still have all these issues in our uh, relationship outside of this infidelity thing. All these issues that, you know, occur over years that we've been talking about. Hey, you know, it would be nice if you would pay more attention to this, to do this, do this, do this. And these things hadn't been addressed yet. So I was like, do I stay in this relationship and continue to uh, have these problems potentially when, and then add on to other issues down the road? Um, or do I, you know, break everything off? Or do I, you know, see what else? And then having another person in the picture made things a little bit, it really did make things a little bit um, easier in terms of, uh, you know, trying to even come up with this choice in the first yeah. place. So yeah, I, I started this um, this affair and the, the real question came to me is like, do I really want to stay in this relationship um, with all these unanswered questions? See, that was the shock for me. Him wanting to out of our relationship. Because mm-hmm. I just thought that, okay, he wanted to retaliate. You know, he got his rocks off. You know, he's passed it. We're, we've, we've evened out the score at this point. Okay. So when I came home and he told me that Yo, I'm I'm done with this relationship. I'm moving on. That was the shock for me because I was just like, nothing's gonna break us. We both made mistakes. Let's move past it. Let's just move forward now. And that wasn't the case. Let me interject here. I did not say I was done with the relationship when she came home. This is another man woman thing. When I came when she <laughs> well, came when she came after. home, I said, you know, there are things I don't know. Mm-hmm. I need to think about things. I need time to think about things. This is what That's I told her several heard. times. I need time to think about things. <laughs> That's not what I And heard. then so her was like, she was like, okay, five minutes goes by. Did you think about them? Oh. And I'm like, no, I need time to think. I need space. I need time to think. There's a lot for me to think about. I still, tell a woman you need space. Yeah, I still needed to identify my feelings. Yeah. I, I felt emptiness. So okay. I couldn't really, I couldn't really make a choice off of feeling nothing at all. I felt numb and I felt empty for a very long time. And it was seemed like every five minutes. Then it was like a day go by, a week goes by. Have you thought? Have you thought? Have See, you I thought? I understand the the necessity to take to take that space that you needed, but when you're taking that space and still engaging with other people, with that other person, then I don't feel that you're making a very sound decision. Because at right. that point, I feel like your decision is influenced and it's become clouded. Was it right. kind of like, oh, you're kind of like dry with me, but you're so happy with other people? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, and I, I agree. And uh, hindsight is twenty twenty, and I agree wholeheartedly now with you that it was a mistake to continue my behavior that was and still think um, at the time. And, but all I can say is at that time, that's what my headspace yeah. was. And, you know, all I, like, when you every, every time you would come up and say, hey, you, you done think, you done think. And then, like, she probably, she, she brought the question to me. She was like, you know, what do you want to do? And I was like, if you were to ask me today, 
you know, because I don't know, I feel like the safer option would be to say to end things now or to be, at least start the process to end things now because I don't know how I will be in months because, you know, this process takes months, years to go through. Yeah. I don't know how I'll be. Maybe, you know, we can turn things around, maybe not. But it's the safest option based off of how I feel because I don't know if I'll ever get over this feeling. If I don't get over this feeling, then it's not good for us to be together. So I was like, that's how I feel in this moment. She took it as I wanted to end the relationship, and that was well, I it. Gave like, your I just wanted it. Like, so yeah, then she gave me the space, and then she asked, then like the, the she 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 likes to play revisionist history about it. She asked me first, like, so you want to file for divorce? And I was like, mm. I don't well, know. Well, I felt that that's where it was heading. <laughs> she felt that's where it was heading. You didn't want to talk to me. You didn't want to try to work things out. You didn't want to do counseling. You didn't want to do anything. And you were still engaging in right. other extra stuff with other people. So I was just like, well, if that's what he wants to do, it just seems like it's the inevitable at this I can point. say that I've been there. And I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to side with him. But, you know, I, I guess as a man, when we are thinking in our thoughts, and if you interrupt my thoughts with, so you want to end this? You know what? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you asked me at that right. moment. Right. I wouldn't have said nothing. Right. But since you asked me, I wouldn't have said this to you. But since you're asking me, yeah, you know what? I do want to end this. And so I've been there. My question is, do we think men can ever accept the fact that their wife cheated on them and not get back? Do you think men can do that? I mean, me today, yeah. Um, but we, we've gone through, we've had a lot of different experiences and I've done a lot of growing. Okay. I think men need to grow more emotionally. We, we stifle our emotional growth from a very young age. They were taught not to feel, we're taught to only think, to only, you know, to act with our, uh, our strength, not with our emotions. So we lack that emotional maturity when we get into certain situations to think them through as we should and act accordingly. You know, the average man I don't think could handle being betrayed like that because to a man, it's more than just, you know, a woman having sex with another person. It's a complete betrayal of everything that they put into a relationship when it doesn't have to be that way. It really shouldn't be that way because we shouldn't, we shouldn't put so much emphasis on one thing in a relationship because there's so many facets of the relationship that we have. So you said men kind of, not that, that you're saying, but in my head, men always looked at it as a competitive loss. Kind of, yeah. Like, yeah. somebody is better than me out there. Right. You know, and we always ask, we only ask the one question, the sexual questions. Right. You is know, we don't care about yeah. nothing else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And so it's like a competitive Conan warrior loss for us. And I think we need to get away from that. I just don't see it happen anytime soon. No, it won't happen on a mass scale anytime right. soon. It's more like an individual thing. Like, you have right, to, right. you have to be willing to share individually with other people fellowship with them to show them like you know really there's a there's a there's another way you yeah. know it's a, it's a less stressful way to, to think about it you know in turn like to, in terms of less like competition out there there's a more of like like there's there's so much more to her than what she does while laying on the back mm -hmm. you know it's you know she's uh, a very smart person she's very funny she uh, has drive ambition like she has love she can cook you know, it is. There's so much more to her than that, but in a relationship, it's so emphasized in that. Like, uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and uh, I don't know, some scientist somewhere uh, calculated that we spend about 141 days having sex in our entire lives, like total, like 141 days total having sex. As opposed to that, I think we spend 
uh, four or five months on the toilet. We spend 26 years sleeping. So for something that we spend 145, 41 days total doing in our entire life, we put so much emphasis mm. on it to the point where it can ruin the rest of our lives. There's so much more to it, and we just all we want to talk about um, is sexuality. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. And we don't even get that right when we talk about sexuality. We just, you know, it's 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 baffling to me now. But you know, a few years ago it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. As you get older and you start to mature and you realize there's yeah. more to it Absolutely. than just the sex. And yeah. those questions always pop up if the sex is bad, would you leave the relationship? I personally have said no, personally, mm-hmm. because I've always figured like there's so much more to it, and you can go find you a great sex partner and have nothing else in common. Absolutely. Right. You know or you can make a great sex partner out of the one you got. Out of the one you got, you right. Have to be, like, uh, if you have a bad sex partner, you've had a bad sex partner for years, it's not necessarily a problem with the sex, it's a problem with the communication. Okay. So if you can't communicate to your partner that... You know, there needs to be improvements in the set in, in the sex without offending them, without uh, you know making them retract from you. Then you guys need to work on the openness and communication that you have. Okay. So I think you can turn a, a bad sexual relationship into a good one, like he said, with communication. You know, if if your partner is is less experienced than you are, show them things that you like. Tell them you like it like it this way or you don't like it that way. I think communication plays it a huge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, part of it. And patience is key. And patience is key. Well, yeah. So, Dr. Leon cheats, and he's in a, another world after that, and you're right. asking him for divorce. How does this work after that? So... So we, at that point, separated. I had moved back home with my parents. Mm-hmm. He was still in the, the the home that we shared briefly. And I just gave him his space. He, that's what he wanted. And I just kind of like went, around, went about my own way. Um, we didn't really communicate. At this point, m- months have passed. I felt like since January. So I moved out in October. From October to January, we had very minimal communication. And from January on towards May, June, we didn't have any communication whatsoever. If he had texted me because of something that had to do with divorce, that was the only communication that we had. Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. <laughs> I mean, it, was, it, it, it wasn't was, as cold-blooded as uh, she But that's how they take it. But, no, like, so, um, I remember March, uh, the first time I, like, tried calling her, it was about anything, um... Other than like I, I, cause like you, you sometimes you make up excuses to call people. Mm-hmm. Like March was I think the first time my heart started to thaw and like I was actually wondering what she was doing. I was thinking about her for a little bit and I called her and she uh, she of course didn't pick up and like I tried to send her messages on um, Google Hangouts. I was trying to block his number. Yeah, I she was trying I to block. I blocked your number. She was low key so trying to block find me. You. And I didn't want to find you. She, she tried to make it seem like her phone was broke. So she, I was like, all right, whatever. So I think May came around. This is right around my graduation. I called her. And I think to, to try to pretend that she had left something in the, um, in the apartment. And Yeah, he called me. I, I, think you, I think you sent me a text like 12 o'clock at night or something like that, or in the morning. And it said, oh, um, well, I'm moving out of the apartment. You know, if you need anything that you have, may have left, you can come, you know, come get it before I leave. And I was like, well, I didn't leave anything. So I think he was trying to find something that I've left just to, to get me back so he can see me. Yeah, I was trying. Is that the way it works, though? Like when a man gets hurt by a woman, 
does she then have to reverse the role and play chase again for the man to wake up and be like, you know, well, let me go get mine because it's not working because you wanted her to chase you, kind of. That's exactly right. what I wanted. From. That's right. that, that, you but she hit the nail on the no. head. But well, she flipped it, <laughs> and now you became this this creature of having again, which is a man, and you need to go hunt your prey. And now you now your whole emotions change. I'm fighting with it now, right? Trust me, I, I was, get it. I was fighting with That's it. You wanted off. me to chase you, but you kept on pushing me away. But not, so <laughs> he did. He did. You pushed the, me away. But here's the big thing: like when when guys have to um to make up with, for for their woman, how how many guys have to go through uh, ignore phone calls, ignore messages, right. throw your uh, your your, your um, gifts in the trash. Right. Say no, we ain't getting. Well, you used to that. I ain't used to doing that. Uh, see, yeah. <laughs> I'm not see? used to all that. Like when we first, when we, when we, when it, the first was the big question of whether or not I wanted to be in a relationship with. I told her I was like, you know, anytime that you got mad at me and you know tried to push me away, I had to give this grand gesture to you to you know show that I was serious about doing things right by you and you know changing whatever it is you got mad at me first right. um to do and i was like you know for a while i was looking for that grand gesture from you to show that you were serious about changing the things that i had questions about in our relationship that i i was really um unsure about and then your whole thing was just like you're either gonna take me back or you're not well, yeah. i don't think it was that <laughs> i think i was fearful to to do any grand gesture for because so long Initially, he was pushing me away. Okay, but that's and what men have to deal with all the time. I like, get we have it. To deal with no, like... I understand that, and I was I was afraid of rejection. To be honest, for you rejected me, and I was like, well, you know, I'll try again. And then once you rejected me again, I was just like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. You know, it's mm. either I mm. move on or. A man's entire life go. is worrying about whether he's going to be rejected. Like, the first time Tight, you talk to right. a woman, oh, are you going to be rejected? The first time you ask her, are you going to be rejected? When you ask her to be a girlfriend, you're going to be rejected. When you ask her to marry you, are you going to be rejected? Like, every, if, if, when you ask for sex, are you going to be rejected? Well, I didn't want so to So it's like, you. every day is a lesson of rejection like you were having for fun, a man. So I didn't want to chase <laughs> <you>. <laughs> and that, that was, I told her that's exactly what I was waiting for, is that grand gesture to show that she was serious about doing anything i just needed something because i was unsure of my future with her okay i just needed something for her to say yeah i'm serious about fixing this future and she never delivered on that and then like like you know time went by and time heals all wounds yeah. so my heart became less hard towards her and i was like you know i really do love her like, i didn't know i didn't know what i felt to her um during that time i didn't know if i hated her i didn't know if i still loved her or anything like that you I know was if he was numb. being stubborn you didn't know if he was right or wrong right yeah. I, I was just numb and then as time went by i realized like yo i i wouldn't be thinking about her like this if i didn't love her so then i was like you know she still ain't she still ain't do what i wanted to do but you know what I'm going to reach out or, you know, I'm going to make up some excuse to see if we could talk. And then maybe, maybe something will come from the conversation. Maybe she'll show me that, you know, why I, you know, still love her. And then, you no, know, don't get me wrong. I wasn't like sitting here being the best person. I was still off doing my dirt or whatever. Yeah. But I was still hoping that she yeah. would uh, come through. Because once again, before I leave everything behind, let me make sure you're ready to come back. Right. And that's in from a man so my question now is was there a song or a movie that made you want to pick up that phone if it, if, if it was what was it a song or well, a movie well he picked up both? the phone first so. mm. was it a song or a movie well, a song or a movie um, that you was just like you know what let me go get my girl back let me get my wife back shoot I'm trying to think about that I don't think it was a song or a movie I know that I, I, I know that there were songs that I listened to I was like yeah man I remember this 
but there wasn't like that hit that spark. The thing that sparked me was uh, after I called her, you know, for graduation, she didn't pick up. I moved out of my apartment. I moved to Pittsburgh to start my uh, career, and I just remember laying in bed one day, and like it was two o'clock in the morning, and I couldn't sleep. It was just I know where I couldn't sleep. Like during that entire month that I was moving in, like every day. The thoughts of my wife started to increase with frequency. It was like started thinking about her more and more. I was like looking around my apartment thinking like how much fun it would have been to move in with my wife and then just like thinking about her more and more and more and then like that night I'm laying in bed and I'm just like Maybe I made a mistake. Like, that was the first time I was like, <laughs> maybe I made a mistake. Okay. And mind you, this was like nine months. Mm. So this no, was a like, long, drawn-out time. So At this you, point, like, you made a mistake a long time ago. Buddy. Right. At this point, I'm just like, he's moved on. This relationship is over. I had actually received divorce papers at this point. I just didn't sign them because I had other things going on and I didn't want to spend my, you know, my energy handling that business. The way the, uniform, the, way the universe works, huh? Right. Mm-hmm. So I really, I started moving forward. I was still thinking about Roderick. Like, you know, he was a constant thought for me, but I was really trying to just move past him. And but So I never thought he was thinking about me at all. First off, I would just want to say kudos to you. I admire your strength. I'm just glad you wasn't one of them crying women who called him every day. You know, or... No. No, I well, wasn't. Okay. No, I, 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 moved, I moved on. I, I, I was admire, moving on, I, yeah. I love that But strength. it was it wasn't easy, though. It wasn't... No, it it's a lot not of strength. easy, but... It's a counseling prayer. Mm-hmm. I had a, a great support system. My family, friends really support me. It was really hard. I'm not going to front. It I say that time. because, you know, just to, the whole double standard thing, when a woman says this is over, a man has to deal with it. Right. When a man says it's over, the woman, no, you're not going nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going nowhere. You know, this is not over. So it's the whole double standard thing. Mm -hmm. So when he was like, he needs space, you gave it to him. You got to respect that. I think by you giving him the space was all he really needed. He just didn't know. That's exactly exactly. Give me what I asked for. Well, the thing is, I would have been all right with him having the space had he used the space constructively. Oh, right. I he mean, was using the space. She doesn't doing... believe I use the space constructively. You were using I it believe I use it constructively. <laughs> I mean, like, but hear me out. This is this is my reason for why I feel like I use that space constructively. Because you know, you always hear the the, the grass is green on the other side. Though you get those what ifs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because every anytime you have an argument, like a big argument with your your woman, you're like, man, what if I would have made that choice way back when to to drop you and go, you know, with this other this other choice or whatever? Yeah. I kind of did that. And I played out, you know, I looked, I went to the other side and I looked at the grass. That shit wasn't any greener. Yeah. That's in fact, that shit was brown. So yeah. I come back and like the, the, the grass is green and luscious on the side with my wife. Yeah, the, like the weeds need to be trimmed every now and then. But, you know, I found out that, you know, it ain't better over there. It's, it's just, it's more work to try to go and be with somebody else and try to get them to be like the woman you were just yeah. with but better mm-hmm. like it's, it's harder to, to do way harder to do that than it is to you know grow you know like change yourself and grow with the person that you put in so much time with you know I look back and you know I was like you know I I potentially leaving my wife for you know this 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 bullshit that I'm about to get into yeah. I'm like you know I'm I, I'm stupid for that I, I'm absolutely stupid so it's like I feel like I was constructive because I am completely 100% sure. I've never been 100% sure of anything in my life. 100% sure that, you know, there is nobody who can turn my head, catch my eye enough to make me leave my wife again. Like, because mm-hmm. no one has 
that because it's, it's because now it's beyond uh, a pretty face yeah. or a big ass. Yep. It's it's like you know what can you do for me mentally, emotionally, support wise. Like my mom, my wife has everything for me. Like she like she's been riding for me since the beginning. Like if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have gotten to medical. Like I forgot all that stuff yeah. like when I was mad at her. Like if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have gotten into medical school. Like I wouldn't you know be as out, you know, willing to be out there, like willing to go out and be a, a leader in all these uh, organizations, like willing to speak in front of people as I am. She gives me confidence. Mm-hmm. Somebody else, that, that, they, they don't, they didn't do that. Right. You know, like, it was, you know, I left her for somebody I had more in common with in terms of like things I like, but like this woman has been my support system from the moment she met me. She has given of herself freely since she met me and I can't replace that at all. It took a while to realize that. You don't realize what you got till it's gone. Yeah, sometimes or sometimes you just forget. Like yeah, you, do, you, you like, take Man. it for granted. And mm-hmm. you know, for a while I thought she was taking me for granted because of, you know, the situation that we had went through. And, you know, I felt betrayed in that respect. I felt like I was taking being taken for granted. And then I turned around I was already t- I was taking her for granted also. We were taking each other for granted. And it's just the difference is I wanted to leave her because of it. She wanted to stay and work things out. So, you know, I feel like I did do it constructively. I, I really wish that there was a way for me to have had an experience that got me to this realization without hurting you in the way that I, that it did. Right. But I can say that the, the way things worked out, you know, like... I wasn't. I, I could. I could tell you. I was probably about eighty percent sure on the day we got married. You know that we would make it to, you know, ninety-five years old, and like I wouldn't have thoughts of uh, leaving you. Right. I can say I'm a hundred percent sure now that I won't have any thoughts of leaving you because there's there's nothing to leave you for. In this right. You already been there and done that, and it wasn't. I didn't like it, so right. I'm not going nowhere. You stuck with me now. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Like, we're going to work this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, listen, I mean, you're not going where We're going to work this out, so get it off your chest, you know? There is nothing better out there for me. And I think I was I was more forgiving because I got this question a lot. How could you forgive somebody that hurts you so much? Which is pretty valid, pretty valid question. I think I was very forgiving because we've been together since right out of undergrad. We met in graduate school. I was, what, 21, 22. We started, you know, our relationship started as friends, and then it you know, transpired into a relationship. So we met each other in different phases of our lives. We were aspiring physicians. We were trying to get into medical school. Um, we were really still tr- really finding ourselves. I feel like men mature much later than women. And Roger, when I met him, he was, you know, he was lacking a little bit of confidence. I had to spruce him up. And he was somewhat inexperienced with other women. I was like his real first girlfriend. He was my first, I would say, re- <laughs> well, no, you had a relationship. But I mean, he was my first <laughs> First adult relationship. Yeah, I was her first adult relationship. Yes, you she were. Was... <laughs> you was. You was. And yeah, you. But I'm like, I ha- I'm trying to think how many girlfriends I had before you. Okay. Well, anyway, you were my first adult relationship. Right. So we met each other very young, and he. Well, I didn't have any experience with being other with other people, and he had minimal experience with being with other people in an adult setting. <laughs> right. in, in, as an adult. In an adult setting. As right, an we'll, adult. We'll, we'll call that. And and I felt like he grew he grown over time in his manhood and becoming this this black professional, this aspiring physician, and really I felt he found himself after we got engaged, maybe like during the time that we got married. I Women were being more attracted to him. He felt more confident. And I felt like he was probably... I didn't feel at that time that he was missing something. 
but after everything happened and he he initiated this relationship with somebody else or this affair or whatever I think that he gravitated towards that because it's something that he never really had yeah yeah, I can agree with and that's, that. And that's, and that's crazy that you look at that. Once again, hats off to you as well, because you could have took the route of you were nothing until you met me. Like, here I go creating this project. Right. And now you letting other women eat off what I, mean, I, I created. I, I mean, I felt that. Right. I absolutely felt that. But, but you I, also knew from the other side. Right. You need this. I understood why understood it happened. It. Okay. I understood why it happened. Okay. And I think that's the reason why I was more forgiving. Because I'm like, all right, this is the first time in his life where he feels like he's really himself now. Yeah. And these things are happening, and he wants to play it out. Right. You know, this, so. this doesn't excuse my behavior whatsoever. Absolutely not. It this was, excuses the behavior. Yeah. It was at all. deplorable. You're not excusing all behavior. No, I'm not no, excusing what he did, but I, I can, I can understand from that perspective. Either one of our behavior. Absolutely. Sometimes she forgets she cheated too. No, absolutely. My behavior was. Definitely it's just women think that we should just get over it, right? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I cheated. Get over it. Are we going out to eat tonight or what? <laughs> I felt like he needed to get over it because. <laughs> it happened and I we moved past it. Right. So we good on that? No, we good. Yeah, we we're get good. Uh, we, we're great. Get on to the uh, the block is hot topic. Yes. Let's do it. It's crazy to me because the block is hot um, segment is where you know we talk about the hottest topics of the week, and black people find a great time to actually want to do nothing. I think it's been a dry week. <laughs> they wait till Black History Month is over to want to act right. So I had to go out and pick something. Uh, let's just talk about Sierra and her pregnancy pictures, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Where naked baby future in a shirtless Sierra, she had on drawers. And Russell Wilson is in the back kind of holding up. In the, I guess the vision was he's holding them up mm-hmm. um, kind of thing. Um, and it drew controversy from the internet that it was too much or it was beautiful what's our take on that are we kind of looking at women as sexual beings and is that why that was too much you think or do you like it or not i couldn't understand i couldn't understand why people had an issue with this photo um to me i thought it was okay the only strange thing i thought when i first saw it was when I saw Russell behind her, I was like, okay, I didn't know it was him initially. I was like, what's going on? That was the only thing. Um, so I understood where the picture was coming from. It was very artistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was very, very beautiful. People thought that it was very over-sexualized because Baby Future was naked, which a lot of babies are naked in yeah. photos or in like diaper commercials. You'll see their little bums. So I didn't think that it was a big deal from that perspective. So I don't think we know how old. Oh, like two, three-year-old? Two. He like, yeah, he's two, two, so we still... Oh, yeah, yeah I, I didn't see anything wrong with the picture, to be okay. honest. Right. I mean, I feel like... Uh, so this was something I learned in communications class back in college. When you have a message that you're sending out, whether it be a picture or a speech or something, like there are two avenues. You have the person who's delivering the message and the person who's receiving the message. And that message can be translated based off of each person's uh, own moral set, their own belief system, their own thoughts, actions, and um, what they, how they perceive the world. Mm -hmm. So them taking this picture, they didn't come out and say, everyone, please look at this sexy picture of us. People perceive that this picture was sexual in some way that really wasn't there. Yeah. That was really wasn't put out by them in the first place. This is these are you know three people who are as natural as they were born. Just took a picture. It's just supposed to focus on the fact that you have three people who are stripped down to the bare essence of their family. You have the four of them with the baby in the womb. 
Yeah, I agree. We we do over-sexualize women um, nowadays. Like, you know, women and men have the same body parts for one set, which are actually the same when you're born. They just change a little bit um, when you're in the womb. And that's part of the whole polarizing thing I talked about earlier with society. Like, yep. everything is either bad or good nowadays, you know, if you're not fully covered up. Like, we want to tell uh, these women in the Middle East that you can take off your uh, your hijabs, your burqas. You can, you know, you're free now. You can be women. But then we want to go, we want to call, you know, Sierra or somebody else a whore for, you know, being almost naked on a picture. Like, how? which way are we going to have it? We're right. going we to liberate women or are we going to, you know, try to confine them to our sense of who they should be uh, based off of a picture? I just feel like, you know, if it's not directly affecting you or your family, why should you have a big opinion about it? You know? I agree. Now, here's, here's my thing, right? When it comes to women and their children, and let's say it, it doesn't work out with the father of the child, women, I think it's out there that people think that women have an agenda to get back at the father by creating a whole other family. Um, as to where people might be saying, well, Sierra's taking a jab at future because, you know, they think she's petty. I don't think we know personally, mm -hmm. but they think it's petty. So if future and Russell were cool, which they're not, and Russell was still in the child's life, which I think he is. Do you think that the picture would have been the same or different? Like she would have had, she would have thought about him. So it's kind of like the people are like, you didn't even think about the father before you did this. So basically having his approval of the photo. Well, him. if they were cool, right. what she would have done that. I think that's where people are like going left mean, at. Right? Like, <clears throat> are you doing this to get at him? Even though it's beautiful. It could be like women... Anybody can just do something so level, and you can either take left or right with it. Right. We don't know. Yeah, like, how about it's just a picture right. of just a picture. family? Okay. Because yeah. Future had the chance to be a family with Sierra right. and a child. I all said that. He had a, he had a, he had a chance to be the father of all his kids. You know what I think? Didn't he just recently say he didn't want to be a father of all his kids because he's too busy working? He's too busy working. You know what I think? I think he got caught up in the fact that he does have prior children, and he's so used to saying, listen, um, I can't do this. And he's so used to the women falling in line. Mm -hmm. He's finally had one that's not falling in line, and he don't know mm -hmm. how to handle Absolutely. that. I think he's got three children before. I don't know. But they all still cool with him. They need him. He's their superstar. Right. Well, Sierra found her a Super Bowl winning quarterback who has his own money. His well, own even before Sierra, that, Sierra had her own money. money. Well, Sierra had her own money, and she's her own superstar. Right. But I guess what? But she's not making music no more. I don't know what well, she's still, doing. I'm sure she still, still has something she, in the bank. Hopefully, she yeah, had I mean, a couple yeah, of yeah. Yeah. I'm sure she still has money. So it's not like right. she needs Russell. But the fact that she did found love, you know, they're in a loving relationship, and he's a superstar. I feel he feels somewhat threatened by that. Yeah, because he's not used to it. You Absolutely. send them hood rats where right. you can just tell what to do and drop off whatever bag you feel like dropping off and they fall in line. Yeah. And like I said, he finally has somebody who's not falling in line. Mm -hmm. And she's, and I think she's rebelled, rebelled, I can't even say the word. Rebellious. Re, re, yes. <laughs> I can, yes. I, got I mean, it. I don't even think it's any, uh, a matter of rebellious or anything like that. Like, first of all, if you don't want some other man to be a father to your child, Take be the kid. father I to your child. I agree a thousand percent. If and I said that before the picture was up. Like, he had opportunity to be right. the husband and he cheated on pictures. he cheated on Sierra and then he but he unapologetically cheated on Sierra and it was he was out there just like doing his business and then she got give him chance after chance I'm sure she did I'm pretty and, sure she did and like you know now he's like talking like I, you know I I I I can't even uh, start with these people 
you know, she did everything, I guess what, you know, even like the most right person would say was, was uh, right. She started dating this guy, you know, did everything right by him. She was celibate. They didn't have sex. They didn't have sex at all. They went out here partying, doing all this crazy stuff, you like showing out irresponsible was. No, they got married. They're now expecting a child, and Russell is not neglecting Sierra's child. It's not. Right. It has nothing to do with future. Like Russell is taking care of Sierra's other child as if it were his own. He can't be there anyway. Right. Yeah. He yeah, he can't he can't be in the picture. He's too busy. Right. You know Russell his own Wilson. Mouth. Russell right. Wilson. He he uh, he's on the road so many days a year. He's he's has to stay in shape. He has to do all this they stuff. Said he's football a superstar. Players himself. have no off season. Exactly. So. But he has time to be a father to not only mm-hmm. his own. Uh, Wow. potential child but to somebody else's child and future who like this man ain't even a superstar he's a he's a a, a, a b-list uh rap artist <laughs> who uh, who may tour so many days a year but like let's be honest he can he can take time to uh, to You're be right. a father You're to right. his kids and it's crazy what russell did because he didn't have a child yeah. so for him to actually go into father mode yeah off the, it was like, man, you know, hats off to him. Right. So. You make time for what you want to make time that's for. That's fact. You like anything that's a priority to you, you will make time for it. Like we did, like we do that now. I, I have worked upwards 90, 92 hours a, a week in the hospital. Wow. And I'll tell you, like the the entire time, the first person I made time for was her when I came back. Yeah. And you know, there is not a single thing that I prioritize that I won't be able to make time for. Um, if I can't make time for it, there will be somewhere I can fit it in. And I will never t- say to somebody, I can't be a father because I don't have the time. Too busy. Yeah. You know, I will never be too busy to meet my priorities. Mm. And as long as your, your kids are a priority, you will have time for them. So, like, Sierra, was, she's worried about being a family with her family. Yeah. Future's not part of her family. Yeah. He stated he didn't want to be part of her family. So there, there's no. I, I don't know what people are talking about. People are always trying to find subliminal shots and this, that, and the third. They're trying to find out ways that someone's secretly talking about somebody else. Like this is the age of Front Street. Everything's on Front Street. Yeah. You don't have to secretly talk about anybody. Right. Like, all you have to do is say, "I don't like this person." Mm-hmm. If you have a problem. Because you want to you want to send out a message only five people can pick up on, and those five people going to tell the world. Like, what is what is that use for anybody? That's a waste. That's of, true. Of, uh, yeah, I energy. don't think she was being petty or trying to throw shots. I think she, really she just living her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she it was a beautiful. Life, it was yeah. a beautiful picture. I mean, and and it would have been future behind her. Right. It would have been the same picture right. if, yeah. if future was the husband. Exactly. So she's just living her life. She's an artist, so she just wants to. To the men, you got three options. Um... Stay with and marry the woman, the woman that has your child. If not, um, make peace with her and her future husband, or go to war with them. And you'll get whatever you get. I think if you aren't happy with the person you had a child with, still live in peace with them. And I think that um, situations like this can be avoided because you you would know 100% that she isn't doing being petty when she's doing it. It's all in good communication. And because there's no communication. You know, you get what you got. Exactly. Now, um, my get off the corner segment. I want to come for Nicki Minaj in this 2017 hip hop battle on how we battle these days. Is it really a battle though? Right. I kind of want to come for both of them. That's (laughs) that's what I'm getting at though. Like this is, I don't like it. I I don't like changing. We're not about to battle hits. We're gonna battle bars. Right. Um. You want to come for both of them, though. I mean, just the whole, like, just the whole hip hop beef scene has been just real whack 
for, that's for why years. I'm right. For years. It's like they're starting beef off of, like, out of nowhere. It's just instant beef coming just to sell records or get your career on. Where, like, beef back in the day was beef. Like, people had problems with each other, like, yeah. from the neighborhoods. And, like, they put, like, they put personal stuff in because they knew personal stuff about each other. Like, when you had the Nas and Jay-Z stuff going on, it was personal stuff about them. Jay-Z actually messed with Nas' wife. And they actually had interactions with each other. Ja Rule and 50 Cent. I think they that was, actually I think that was had the last beef. real beef on a global scale, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I know, I, 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 I agree. Well, it was more of a one-sided beef because, you know, 50 really bodied Ja's uh, career. It's some controversy but, behind that. <laughs> I mean, 50 after, had a lot of like had a lot of white people in his pocket. I mean, but after 50 got on, like, regardless of how he, like, won the beef, whether yeah, it was just lyrical won, or yeah. whatever, like, after 50 got mm-hmm. on, Ja, like, no one was asking, where's Ja anymore? You're right. So, you know. I, I regret it buying all them job tapes. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell am I doing with this, man? There was nothing else out. No. So right. when love is paying, I'm, I'm looking at the tape like, the hell was I thinking? <laughs> buying this crap. I I really no, think you I've never regretted buying anybody's tape with Ja Rule. I think I was just in the hype. Like, damn, he's the hottest dude out. Let me buy it. Do I do? So I'm like, oh, it's hot. The that second, was hot. That the was second hot. 50 came, I said, what the hell is this? Like, man, throw this even, in the trash. Who, who's Ja Rule? Who's ja? Uh, Did you got any Ja Rule tapes? Nope. Mm-mm. Never bought a Ja Rule tape in my life. <laughs> no, nah, but this whole this whole beef, like, for, well, even, even then on top of that, women rappers in of themselves, I feel like there's an issue where it seems like we can only have one hot woman rapper in any given era and if anybody else tries to be hot at the same time it's automatically a beef like we have so many hot male rappers even if they ain't all really hot like they're just hot yeah, by yeah. the fact that they're the only ones around but you can only have ever have one female rapper doing outside of Missy Elliott who's just like I don't outside know what Missy of all is. yeah Missy Elliott is everything like yeah but she, 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 she seems to be the only one that's immune to that it's like it's either it was Kim Foxy, Foxy then it was Remy and now it's, it's Nicki and it's just like now Remy trying to come back because she felt like she didn't have her full time in the limelight because she was in jail. But I tried to look back on this beef and it seemed like this beef came out of nowhere. Like they was congratulating each other. They was happy about each other's careers at first. And then when Remy went away, Nikki uh, did a freestyle over a, a Terror Squad beat in, in like, you know, like five words in one bar said something that some people thought was subliminal against Remy. And then all of a sudden they have this... Um, this beef going and then that, that's what my whole thing is like people throwing subliminal shots back and forth like if you mentioned uh what could be construed as maybe talking about somebody in one line that's not beef to me that's not taking shots i see what you're saying you'd be like oh i said this like when remy said a bar about fake breasts fake oh she talking about nikki mm-hmm. like that's everybody yeah, that's, yeah every that's, that's everybody <laughs> she could have been talking about little kim she could have been talking about anybody yeah, like look at look there is not a single real part in little kim right now but she's talking about nikki because nikki was hot so like that i feel like beef is really started by everybody else in people's ears it's the it's squad really it's the fans it's like I don't really feel like these people have a real uh, angst or animosity towards each other. It's just that when people start talking, things develop and these monsters get out of hand, and then you get sheather. And then, and then uh, Nikki responds like, "I'm not going to no, actually, I'm not no going to participate in this beef. I'm just going to release a, a single and see yeah. if that goes." Like that. that's the problem I got. You know, okay, I see what you're saying. You're making great points. Maybe sheather was unnecessary, but it was great to me. I mean, yeah, it I was, loved it. It was a great because, like, I, I'm from there. Like, I used to listen to Cassidy all the time. Like, yeah. I used to wait for for Cassidy. 
Cassie had dropped Battle. Uh, I used to listen to him online. I, I used to just, in, in the dorm, I would just download nothing but Cassie Battle Rap. So I love Battle Rap, and I love, like, listening to that. So, like, the track, Sheetha, was great to me. But it came out of left field on, like, why are you doing this? Like, you, you, I like, get what you're saying, because I think maybe a lot of us accepted it because we are missing it. Like, we yeah. don't care where it came right. from. Because right. <laughs> it, was on a, want it. <laughs> it was on a Saturday, and I'm scrolling my timeline. Sheetha, a Nicki Minaj disc from Remy Ma, and I just played it, and I didn't care where it came yeah. from. Right. Like, oh, this is fire. Nicki, you next. You got to reply. <laughs> Nicki, come on. Like, you broke it down in a way that I didn't think about it because I was overexcited. <laughs> now that I think about it, like, okay, you're right. Maybe it was unnecessary, and those women could have actually. And Remy said this: those like it would have been better if they did music together. Absolutely. Right. And that could have helped both of them because when you Nicki Minaj and now you're a pop star, you could have got on a track with Remy and probably went bar for bar, and people were like, "Damn, Nicki holding it down." Not only um, pop world and in hip hop. Right. And you could help Remy cross over in that point now too. But now y'all both just airing dirty laundry for what? For what reason? Yeah. And, and y'all ain't got saying, real yeah, beef. Yeah. It, it ain't no real beef. You're right. Right, I agree with you 100%. I would have rather them women work together and, and, and Nikki actually doing something for Remy mm-hmm. um, because she's not going to get nothing out of this. I don't really think she can win that battle lyrically. But once again, being overexcited, mm-hmm. come on, Nikki, you can do it. Yeah. No, she can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, she can't. Man, this has been like everything uh, over the past. Because I feel like it, when we talk about 50 Cent, it all started with 50 Cent. I think 50 Cent going at Kanye West when they both their albums dropped. For sales. Trying to manufacture beef for sales. I think this would kicked off this whole generation of people just bringing up beef because like you had Meek and, and Drake like Meek out of nowhere like, you get mad uh, that came Drake. out of nowhere you yeah, ain't like, t- you ain't retweet my album yeah it's like okay oh, I, like because like uh, Remy dropped the album what like last month with Fat Joe yeah yeah dropped the album last month and oh now she's beefing with Nicki I wonder why she dropped she she's beefing with Nicki <laughs> is it because her album sales ain't doing high like because it, 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 now it all comes back to album sales whereas before when you had beef it was about the culture it was about the lyricism and, the Artistry. That's why Nicki Minaj like is getting off the corner because I don't want no battle to be no single. Drake did it, but it was still fire. This one wasn't fire. It had Wayne and Drake on it. it had nothing to do with nothing. Gave that once through last night. And I was just like, man, I can't get that time back. That's why she's getting off the block. That's why she's getting off the corner. Now as you see where I'm coming from, man. Um, like I said, um, the beef is over. Uh, Remy Ma's working on her new project. Nicki Minaj, you can go somewhere with that. Hopefully we can... Listen, make a hot record, and we'll all forget about this. Them three that you got is cool. If if it wasn't for this, like, if it wasn't a Nicki... No, if it wasn't a Remy Ma this, No Frost would have been cool. I think we wanted yeah, more out right. of it. We wanted, we wanted, to we be wanted more out of it. Because, so. yeah, like, I was listening, and I was like, yeah, this sounds like the next single. It don't really sound like... Yeah. Anybody. She could have spit anything and just put it out there, like... You were better off ignoring it. Right. But to the hip-hop heads who jumped off the bridge when he heard Sheether, <laughs> we all said Nikki got a reply. She didn't. Um, whatever. But um, I appreciate you guys for coming. Thanks for having yeah. us. I bet y'all know, they know that hour went by real quick. Can I, get a, can I get in a, a couple of seconds real quick? Talk about it. What talking about? Um, I just wanted to talk real quick about uh, the future of medicine in this country. As we know, um, Obamacare is probably going to be repealed and replaced soon with these Republicans. Um, We don't really have a voice of our own in medicine uh, talking about these things. Um, uh, We're going to have a physician shortage coming up in the next 20, 30 years. We're not going to have enough doctors to treat the people in this country. 
And this is especially bad in uh, communities of color, African-Americans, Latinos, and even uh, LGBTQ communities. Um, for instance, there, there are about a million physicians in this country. Only about 7% of them are black. And of those people who are, um, actually, I'm sorry, only about 4% of them are black. Of the people who are graduating medical school um, every year, only about 7% of those people graduating medical school are black. And it is only about 2% of those people are black males. So anybody who's listening, if you have kids, if you are a kid yourself and you thought that, you know, maybe you wanted to do medicine and you, you don't know how, you don't know what, it, what you want to do, I say, you know, there are people out there that are willing to help you get to the point where you can be a doctor because we need people who understand our communities to treat our communities. I've seen so many people uh, on bad treatments because uh, treatments are specialized mostly for white men and when you try to give them to black people, sometimes those treatments aren't uh, necessarily what they should be giving. Like there are a lot of black people who are given vitamin D on a daily basis because we uh, have low, vitamin, low levels of vitamin D. What they don't know is that black people uh, have a genetic um, predisposition to be lower on a certain type of vitamin D that is in the test that they test for, which is higher in white people. If they test for a different form of vitamin D in black people, it'll show that black people have a lot more vitamin D than we actually do. So people out there taking excess vitamin D for no reason because they're black and because their physicians don't realize that they're giving them bad medicine. So we need more physicians out there that look like us and think like us in order to take care of us. So I hope that this message reaches people out there and gets them fired up to want to be physicians in the future. I'm throwing my Mega Men vitamins in the trash, damn it. <laughs> that goddamn <laughs> bottle is... It promotes so much vitamin D. God damn it, I don't need no vitamin D. I mean, don't do that. Like, there isn't... You probably won't die from it, but... You know, like people talk about uh, things like depression and things can be um, a symptom of low vitamin D levels, and that's sometimes the take this vitamin D. You may not be as depressed, you know, once your vitamin D levels come up. Yeah. But if you're black, you, your vitamin D levels may be good. You maybe need to focus on something else. So, and that's also an extra medication. We've seen that people who take seven or more medications, they start to have problems with side effects, drug drug interactions. So I just want to to minimize the number. That's just a minor um, example. Like, there are other things that are out there that black people need more care for but aren't being shown that care because everything's skewed towards white people in this country. Well, I appreciate that, Dr. Leon, and soon to be Dr. Kendra. I appreciate y'all coming through. This is definitely going to be... Um, this is a dope episode. I appreciate y'all coming through again. Um, it's now time to get into our dope or nope. Remember to vote on Twitter, hashtag... 700 block underscore pod no that's my twitter handle hashtag 700 block pod um the song is from de and the name of the song is called only you peace out Motherfucker. Remember when I first laid eyes on you What you see is what you get, no disguise on you No fake body parts, makeup to a minimum Fabulous like Emily B, yeah you be killing them 
is feminine Skin like cinnamon, just as good as stilettos As you are in Timberland, listening ain't a strong suit If you're wondering, well, a hard head make a soft ass She's stubborn as hell, now my girl like my gun She got a body on her, thick enough to stop a bullet like body armor Not the Honda trying to upgrade when we drive bigger things The Beamer truck, that's the Eki 5 Get the ride, let me slide down the FDR Won't let my pride stop my stride, that won't get me far Ready to stay committed, ready to get that white suit fitted Scarface style, we push it to the limit uh, uh, You my one and only My lover and my homie Be the L vibe to my Tony Forever stay true, cause I only want you uh, You my one and only My lover and my homie so many fish in the sea, but that ain't nothing to see Cause ain't no crab really fucking with me uh, With them beautiful eyes, it's like you in disguise Hop in my ride, now my hand on your thighs uh, Only you can be true, cause nothing bigger than you They didn't trust like Horton here in the who uh, Your eyebrows on, yeah, yeah, you know the rest But no stress, now I'm flowing up into your breast uh, You the best then it's just a style I'm confessing uh, Ain't nothing over you You uncontrollable Tell how I'm holding you I say it when I'm sober too But this jug of Henny Was a pretty penny You were pretty Lily leaping to my pad You know the dilly The reality is Until this shit stops I just call it love Not no love and hip hop uh. You my one and only My lover and my homie be the L vibe to my Tony Forever stay true Cause I only want you uh, You my one and only My lover and my homie Be the Carmella to my Tony Forever stay true Cause I only want you Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus 30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply.